Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Breast care nurse Michelle Hamblin, who is, and we uh, thank her very much for her input. It was a great little yarn there, Eddie. It was, and I'm very grateful to Michelle for coming on board with us. Yeah, what about the fact that she was able to get the the van to come down to Colac and and that it is so well booked out, but yeah, we want people to still go out there if you haven't been screened. Do what you're supposed to do, and that is give that number a call, 132050, or will I say 132050, as a phone number to call to get a, a... Breast screen book in, or you can go to breastscreen.org.au and book in via, well, via the Void Wide Web. But now we're going to be playing the chat we had with Terry Smith from Breast Screen Victoria. See what she's got to add on, and just a reminder that the Breast Screen van will be at the City Bowls Club up until 19th of March, and it's open from 8 a.m. till 5:40 p.m. on weekdays so you get along there but make your booking first so enjoy listening to terry and so with the breast screen van being here in colac we're going to be talking today with the ceo of breast screen vic terry smith terry how are you yeah i'm really really well really happy to be here thank you and now the the van it's going to be here for a short while yeah uh, our lovely van, Marjorie, we, we call the breast screen van that gets gets around Victoria and some of some of you remember that the van was last there two years ago and there's a really good reason for that, that, that breast screening is something that should be undertaken every two years. So we make sure that we swing back into, into Colac every, every two years so that we can keep that really important cycle going. And why is she called Marjorie? Do you know that is such a great question and I have no idea. We have two vans. One of them's called Nina and one of them's called Marjorie. I, I guess they were names that that we uh, we we thought made them sound approachable and friendly. We're really committed at Breast Screen Victoria to making sure that people feel like they can connect with our with our service. And we know that we really understand that a lot of people are a bit anxious about about the idea of having a breast screen. So it's it's really about just making sure we seem uh, we don't just seem friendly we really are friendly yeah. well, one of the things and I'm, it's early to bring it in but you're that friendly I noticed in your um, screed on the website which we'll give out shortly as well that you're also uh, friendly towards trans and um, people of other sexuality as well so I thought that was really brilliant that that's uh, included in the in the documentation or in your screen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, that's that's so great that you you picked that up. Um, yeah, as I said, we, we want to be we want to welcome every single person into our program who can benefit from that program. And you'll hear I just said person because traditionally, you know, we talked about this program for women uh, between fifty and seventy four, and certainly that's that's our core our core target group. But to get into a conversation, I didn't think I'd be having funnily enough on Monday. I'll be talking to Joy Radio, which is a, a a local local LGBTI uh, radio program. So I, I literally have the notes for that on my desk too. So oh. uh, you've, you've managed to read my mind, I think. That's <laughs> but, fabulous. 
Yeah. Yeah. It it is important. We know that there are some trans men who who still uh, will have significant breast tissue and therefore will benefit from breast screening. So I started to say there really our, our age group is our specific target group is 50 to 74 year olds. So that's the group that we're really encouraging to come along. And so any any of your listeners who, who did screen with us a couple of years ago will have received a letter from us to let them know that we're 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 keen for them to book in again there's also a group who um, might not have screened before uh, because we're very privileged and and we uh, take this privilege very seriously but we access the Victorian Electoral Commission um, data because this is such an important program we're allowed to access that program within with lots of rules around how we use that data but so we're also able to go out to to people who've turned 50 uh, recently um, who are on the electoral roll and invite them into the program for the first time uh, so it's 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 a it is such an important program, and the reason it's important. Firstly, you know, I, I think probably pretty much everyone's aware that breast screeners are very common. Uh, breast cancer is a very common cancer in our community. So we know that over over a lifetime, one in seven women will actually um, be diagnosed with with breast cancers. That's very common. The good news about that is that we now have terrific treatment. For breast cancer so while we have a high incidence of um, diagnosis we we know that we're actually um, able to reduce the impact of that treatment and and in fact most women go on and live long healthy lives with um, having had the breast cancer treatment so where we fit in with breast screen our key job is to diagnose that breast cancer as early as possible so we can with our mammogram screen that um that that's what's in in my there's a, a, a fantastic state-of-the-art mammography machine uh, and terrific staff. They're so friendly. The staff, are, then they really understand this is what they do all day, every day. Their mission is to make this the best possible experience. And I'm not going to pretend it's not a little bit uncomfortable because it is a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, it's a bit squishy. That's 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 what's required. Uh, there literally is a process of um, uh, where, where our, our uh, staff, they're all women, the staff in our in our vans. Uh, so our staff are going to actually go through a process with, with each and every client of helping them feel comfortable to, to literally have, have their breast placed on this screen. And there's a small press from the uh from the the pad above above it but in its great favor it's really quick so um you'll be in and out of your appointment uh with all the with the conversation that's needed in about in about 10 minutes so through that process we're able to find something that's about the size of a grain of rice so sometimes people wait and don't have the screening and we might find a lump in a breast or sometimes a lump can even occur between that two year screening that's not so common but it can it can happen so two two messages here getting the breast screen is absolutely crucial it really is something that can literally be life-saving so it's a good thing to just fit in. It's only every two years. So it's a, it's a good thing to fit into your general health practice. But I also want to say um, it's really important for, for, for every woman to be really familiar with their breasts because knowing that there's a symptom, uh, if, if you feel a change, if you see a change, and that change could be that you feel a lump in your breast, and that might be a really small lump or it might just feel a bit odd. A lump doesn't mean that it's breast cancer because some of us have more lumpy breasts than others, and that's why we need to be quite familiar uh, with our own breasts because really we're the best person to know if there's a change. So if you feel a change or if you see a change, 
change. It could be, I talked about a lump, but it could be something like um, a, a discharge from your nipple, or it could be like a colouring on your skin that's um, you know, sort of red and aggravated. So if it's a change, that's when you pop into your doctor. That's really important. You don't wait two years for the van. So the screening program actually isn't designed for people with symptoms. It's a general population program. And we're so lucky in Australia to have this program. It's a really comprehensive program. We provide that service in Victoria, but it's also provided in all the other states and territories. So if you've got family in other, in other states, you can help us keep, keep sharing this really important message. Oh, we will be. Oh, we will be. Now, with the breast now, with cancer the breast risk, um, uh, people who are more susceptible to cancer, who have got it in the family, family or whatever, family else, or whatever they else, else, they are eligible to come see you before or after the age of 54 or before. Yeah, How does that work? Yeah, look, it's an interesting program because at the moment, because we've had COVID-19, what's happened is we've had to just put some more restrictions around our, our program. But certainly people with a strong family history, um, uh, some of those, those people come into the program from 40. Um, other people can come into the program from 40, but unfortunately we need to waitlist that group at the moment. We've never been in this situation before. We, we lost, unfortunately, 90,000 screening appointments due to, due to COVID. So we've, we've just had to make the decisions to say, how can we best focus this program to get the best value? I'm going to come back to family history because it's a really, really interesting discussion in breast cancer. And if you go back and remember, I said that one in seven women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. The chances are that in your family <laughs> somewhere, uh, you, if there's seven women in your family, then maybe one, in, one of those might be diagnosed with breast cancer. So it's easy to confuse family history with the reality that it's a really common uh, illness in our community. So family history is a little bit more complex than someone in my family, my mum or my sister had breast cancer. It's, it, it needs a little bit more exploration than that. And there are some really good online sites where you can get some more information about that or a conversation with your doctor can also help you understand family history. And there are some, there are some uh, people who have very, very strong family histories and they, um, they, they will have a really active monitoring process and should definitely be talking with their, with their doctor about, about that. Well, with the, the family side of it then, uh, and the statistically, well, it may be that it's just bad luck or not bad luck, but that you've got your cancer. Um, so we don't really need to worry about it familiarly. If that's the word, but what about yeah. how do we how do we go about reducing the risk and that sort of thing, Kerry? You know, this is where there'll be a collective sigh out in the community. The only things we know about reducing risk, um, and it applies to nearly every key health issue in our community. Look, we know that a good diet is is really important. A balanced a balanced diet. We know that exercise is important, and we know that we should limit alcohol intake. There's the collective side. We don't have any other. There's there's nothing. There's um there's nothing we can we've discovered yet that that helps us actively reduce the risk. Of course, um, we can watch out for the symptoms that I talked about to get in early, and we can also make sure that that's that's why we're here providing the screening program to make sure the best thing we can do at the moment is get in 
early because uh, it kind of makes sense if you think about it if it's a small grain of rice and people I think we've all been exposed in some way to someone who's experienced a cancer of some sort so usually the first step is a bit of surgery so if that surgery is for a really small breast cancer that's going to be less invasive than for a large breast cancer so that's 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 the logic behind let's 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 get in early and um, so the Pro progress we've made in treating breast cancer is really where the where the, the work's been done and that's that's why we're in such a great position now we know that that breast cancer of itself uh while it seems like it's the same thing there's actually lots of different types of breast cancer so the the uh the hormone receptors are one, one of the examples so they can test and they can and therefore now what we're able to do is really modify the treatment path so we know that different sorts of treatments work for different sorts of breast cancers. So I can't give you much good news in prevention, but we can give you good news in treatment. Once where a person has been in there now, Terry, and they've, you've found that they do have a lump or a, whether it be a, a rice grain size or whatever, in Colac and District here now, what do you do? Where do we go? Yeah. So what... There's a really important step just a little bit before that so that we bring through a large number, large number of people will screen every day. And so our uh, radiologists will review every one of those screens and every one of those screens is reviewed by two radiologists, not just one, but two radiologists, just to be sure. Uh, and what we, what we identify from that group is we'll identify some people that we're concerned about what we're seeing on the screen, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a breast cancer. So at that stage, we would we would come back to someone who's screened, and they'd actually be invited to um, our Geelong clinic to for the next level of exploration. But as I said, I really want to reiterate that doesn't mean that they necessarily got breast cancer. It means that we need to do some further checking. So that next that next appointment would be at Geelong. And um, at that time, at that appointment, that we would be able to identify whether, in fact, it was just something that was okay and we would um, say, we'll, we'll be looking forward to seeing you again in two years' time. Or, or at that point, we may well be having, having, you know, that pretty tough conversation that says what we've been able to do is identify that, um, that, you, do, that you do have breast cancer. And at that point, we will talk about, well, what's the treatment path from here? So um, where people choose to have their treatment from that point, um, it's, it's up to them, but we're going to help them with that, with, with where they need to go, go next. You know, some people have a reason why they might prefer to come to Melbourne for treatment. Some people are really comfortable in Geelong. Some might want to go public. Some might want to go private. So those decisions need to be made at, at that stage. But as I said, our, our staff are going to help, help with that, with that discussion at that point. All right, well, the staff can't help unless you go and get the screening done. So how do we go about that here in Collect and Terry? Okay, so, um, you know, if, if you're in town, pop, pop in. We're, we're at the City Bowls Club. You can pop in and talk to talk to our staff in the van. Um, and they can, you know, that might be to actually book your appointment or it might be that they, you've got some questions you'd like to, you might like to check them out, see if they're really as nice as I said they are, and I promise they are. But you can pop in and ask a question or make your appointment. But equally, you can call uh, 13 20 50 
and make an appointment there. Let them know when you call that you're, you're wanting to, to screen at the mobile van in Colac and they'll be happy to, to book you an appointment. Uh, we've extended our stay in Colac this year because um, your communities come out really well to make sure they're screened. So we were there for four weeks last year, but we're there for eight weeks this year just to make sure that we've got plenty of appointments available for you. So at this stage, you'll probably find they're booking you into the last couple of weeks, uh, which is uh, probably a few weeks away at this stage. But you can also go online. If you're comfortable booking online, if you go to breastscreen.org.au. Okay, that's fabulous. And 10 minutes is about all it'll take and it can save your yeah. life and a lot of grief for you and the family. I think Absolutely. It's a good investment. I think the worst part's the anxiety before, but the people are so friendly. And that's, that's a voice of experience. That's a voice yep, of experience, yep. Terry. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing to commit to doing, isn't it? It's, it is. It's yeah. It's not. It's really. It isn't. I mean, I, I absolutely understand that. Um, yeah, often often at the hardest thing is actually making the appointment. Um, it, yeah, it's important to know that the vast majority of people who make that appointment, there won't be any problem at all identified. So, but it's still a good investment to to be there, and that way you can feel safe and secure. And That's a lot fabulous. of people survive cancer. Oh, absolutely. These days, particularly in breast cancer, we've had such great, great advances. Um, yeah. So it's it, it, it's really worth doing. I, I but I absolutely appreciate that it's that it's scary. Talk talk to your friends. So talk to the staff in the van and um, and try and be brave and make that step. Good on you, Terry. Thanks Thank very you. much, Terry. We've been talking with Terry Smith, who's the CEO of Breast Screen Vic. And yeah, get along to the City Bowls Club area on Central Reserve. We'll ring up that number 13 20 50 and get in there for your breast screen. So sounds great. All right, thanks again, Terry. All the best. That's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Well, that was Terry Smith, the CEO of Breast Screen Vic, and um, what a great little chat it was. And uh, we will be back with you again next week. It's been Ned Wiener and Greg here on OCRFM, 98.3 in Colac and 88.7 FM along the coast. We've also been streaming live at all at wsocrfm.org.au. So we'll talk again next week. Do you want to say goodbye, Eddie? Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station.